Morning, sleepy. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You were sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So, McDonald's? I could use a cafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that? Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now, here's your host, Robert Anderson. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Inner Sight. Inner Sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have within you the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way, with new eyes. So stay with us, and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with Inner Sight. Our topic for today is Light, Part 2. And before we go forward, I just want to mention that we'll be giving you a gift today. And we'll speak more about that gift later on. And uh, we hope you order it. We'll be happy to send it out to you. But we have an opening thought today that uh, has a lot to do with our topic. It's from one of the oldest uh, pieces of literature on the planet. And it's the Upanishad. And I quote, Lead me from darkness to light from the unreal to the real, from death to immortality. And uh, before we go into the questions that I have for Sarah and Dell today, I'd like uh, Sarah to comment on that thought. That's a thought that uh, stimulated me quite some time ago, and I'd like Sarah to comment on that. It's uh, said to be one of the most ancient prayers known to humanity, so that gives you a sense that this longing for liberation from... Uh, from the darkness and uh, death of life on earth is an ancient human urge. Really what we're looking at in this prayer is three dualities, darkness and light, the unreal and the real, and death and immortality. And if you really examine this prayer, you realize that darkness, the unreal, and death are references to life as we know it now on earth. And the urge for liberation is... In fact, uh, a plea to be liberated from the confines and the the prison house of earthly life. There was this sense, even in ancient humanity, of a realm of life and light much greater than what the five senses told them. And so that tells us that the, the sense within the human being that he or she is able to perceive only a small part of what life really holds in store for us uh, is a very ancient realization. Well, just to continue further with our uh, uh, discussion of light and how profound light is, as uh, so much 
so much material in the Lucis uh, books. There's 24 volumes of books, and so much of it is uh, dedicated to how profound light is and how profound it is and how it connects with our own spirituality. But I'd also mention that uh, I visualize light when I go into meditation and how therapeutic that's been for me. But does light have anything to do? I mean, maybe that's just me. Does light, does light have anything to do with meditation? Well, if meditation is done properly, light should be the effect uh, in terms of greater awareness on whatever level one is striving to um, achieve a, a, a more inclusive understanding. You can meditate on many levels. Uh, you can meditate to solve problems relating to your business or workplace. And a lot of us may not realize that in effect we are meditating when we are ruminating on the subway or uh, at home in a quiet moment about problems that are placed before us for solving. All of us have these problems, these issues that we're supposed to deal with, and when we give our minds over to them in a contemplative, ruminating way, we are in fact meditating. Then there's the meditation that's done to develop the spiritual consciousness, the recognition of the soul, and that's a meditation on a higher, more abstract level. And then there's meditation on pure spiritual energy like fire, universality, light, uh, that takes one to even higher levels. Yes, and the meditation that we use at the, the Lucis Trust and with the Arcane School uh, meditations is, um, has a lot to do with light because bringing forth the light of the soul. All the meditation work is designed to uh, uh, enhance that link with the soul and to open up that channel with the soul and allow that soul light to come through and shine through and radiate into the world. The interesting thing about that is that uh, the premise is that there is this light available within each of us. It's not a light that comes from outside oneself as we might think or imagine that the light has to come in from someplace out there. We certainly couldn't have it. But in fact, the Asus Wisdom teaches that we do have this light present within us, awaiting, right. what, not fruition, <laughs> awaiting awakening. And uh, it does <clears throat> come through in, in terms of awakening because uh, often that's what happens. Uh, one may often make a breakthrough into uh, these higher realms of more subtle realms and these allow this allows more of the light to shine through and this opens one up to the higher mind and uh, eventually to the intuition which is an even more subtle uh, aspect of light and that is the whole objective behind the meditation work that we do. We've talked before about uh, the fact that Buddha, his very name means the Enlightened One. And he, through his spiritual breakthrough 2,400 years ago, I think he lived 600 years before Christ, achieved for mm. humanity as a whole uh, a breakthrough that has forever been his legacy. That's what I understand uh, is achieved by someone called an avatar, such as Buddha or Christ. They anchor a spiritual principle on earth for humanity uh, by their achievement, but they do it as representatives of humanity so that this breakthrough, this achievement, then becomes possible for all of us. And the Buddha 
made his breakthrough into a realization of reality that then uh, left an opening, you could say, in human consciousness that each of us can uh, penetrate through our own spiritual practice, through meditation. His final words to his disciples when he was leaving this earthly plane were, Be a lamp unto your own feet. Because he knew that every human being had within him the resources to attain his own enlightenment. Uh, the, another thing that the Buddha did was to create um, an inroad into the world glamour and illusion. We've talked about these terms before. They're very familiar uh, concepts to people who study the books of Alice Bailey, but maybe not to all of our listeners. Glamour mean, means basically the fog of the emotional realm and the desire nature. And illusion refers to the uh, limited ideas and um, ideological concepts that are formed by the human mind, but that are limited. They aren't really comprehensive of the whole or the total reality. We all have uh, a tendency to have certain e-day fix, certain ideas that we think are absolutely true, and they might be on one level, but on another level they're only partial and perhaps very limited perceptions of truth. The Buddha made a breakthrough in dispelling that glamour and illusion. And that's why when he was asked, Who are you? What have you achieved? He said, I am awake. Mm-hmm. says a lot, actually. Most uh, of us aren't. <laughs> You're right about that. Actually, c- carrying it, if I may, just a, a little bit further, mm-hmm. I think we can look at what has happened as a result of September 11th as a further extension of the Buddha's work. To me, uh, that is what has happened in the sense that I think so many of us share that everything is different, everything has changed. There was such a terrific blow to human consciousness as a result of that horrific day that it's let in some kind of new recognition in human consciousness. I don't know what Dale would say about that, but to me, we are entering into a a new realm, a new day in which Mm -hmm. we perceive our relationships and our fellow men in a new way. Yeah, I think there was a definite um, group breakthrough there, not just on the individual level, but yeah. at the group level, and that's that's tremendously ex- significant in the um, for the future of um, humanity, really. And maybe we could say that it was a breakthrough for humanity as a whole, not that that includes every human being, because there are countless people who are not ready to understand what has been revealed by this terrible tragedy, which is that we are all one that humanity's suffering and its aspiration is universally shared. And the the compassion and the love that were awakened by the um, the suffering of that day revealed this readiness to realize the universality of the human heart, the human aspiration, the human capacity to suffer. Not everybody shares that, but I think we could say humanity in general, in mass, has received this breakthrough that has led in the light of this reality that we are interconnected, we are one. I've perused to some extent uh, one of Alice Bally's books. Uh, uh, I think it's entitled Service to Humanity. And uh, do I have that right? That's Serving the, Humanity. Serving Humanity. Well, mm-hmm. it wasn't too close. far anyway. But, Very uh, close. Uh, 
I can see that uh, by perusing that book that one of the highest values and one of the most ways, one of one way that we can dramatically uh, increase our spirituality is by being of service to our fellow men. Yes. But uh, is there a way to serve humanity by using light? Well, there are many ways in which we distribute light or radiate light, but meditation, to come back to the subject we were on just a moment ago, is a way of distributing light, especially when it's done by a group. And here in New York, we have monthly group meditations that are open to the public. If any of our listeners would like a schedule of those meetings, they could call us and we would send it. Yes, and then there is also the activity that we call the activity of triangles. And you might want to go into that because that's a a wonderful activity. Uh, It's essentially three people linking up each day. Uh, and visualizing a lighted triangle and visualizing your triangle is being connected to a great worldwide network of lighted triangles and uh, then sounding the great invocation and uh, distributing the energies of light and love and the will to good throughout this uh, network and that's uh, a marvelous way of uh, serving with light. Mm -hmm. It's a way of serving human consciousness which means that you aren't trying to uh, manipulate circumstance. We don't have the wisdom to know what the right circumstances for humanity would be, but it works with energy. It distributes light and goodwill into human consciousness so that those energies can make impact on receptive minds and hearts. It doesn't stimulate people who are so evil that they would only use that energy to further their evil ends, but it does stimulate those who are responsive to goodwill and to light. And it's a wonderfully uh, quiet, subjective, unselfish service that takes place in meditation for the good of the whole of humanity. Um, There's another uh, way to serve with light, which um, relates to a wonderful passage in one of the books of Alice Bailey about uh, the impact that one who has generated a certain degree of light within his own personality and soul mechanism through his aspiration and his spiritual striving, that this person then has an effect on every living thing that comes into his presence. And uh, I don't remember the exact wording of the passage, but it's said that whether it's an animal or a flower or another human being, they are stimulated by the light radiating from that person and quickened in their own evolution. And that's a lovely thought. And we can probably realize that we have been so quickened by those who have radiated their light toward us. Mm -hmm. I I agree with you. Sometimes you come in contact with certain individuals and uh, it's almost like being involved in meditation, you come away from them feeling good and feeling more highly evolved. But mm-hmm. I think we better talk about that gift uh, that we promised people, and we we're going to keep our promise. We're uh, more or less in uh, in line with this show. Uh, we have a book that we're give, excuse me, a pamphlet that we're giving you, and the title of the pamphlet is "The Energy of Light," and it goes into greater depth uh, about light, about how profound light is, and uh, you can go into um, more you can gain more knowledge just by looking at that book. We're very happy to send it out to you. All you have to do is uh, order it on the toll-free number, and we'll respond. We'll send it out to you. Give us a call on that number. It's one eight six six 
695-8247. Once again, 8-1-866-695-8247. If you'd like to order that, uh, that pamphlet, we'll send it to you for free as a gift. And if you want an easy re- way to remember our toll-free number, it's one eight six six NY Lucis. Think of New York Lucis. If you'd like to order any of our books, our our cassette tapes, or if you'd like a general package of information to find out more about who we are, you can explore life philosophy, spiritual philosophy with us. Uh, uh, we'll be happy to send that general package of information uh, to you as well. If you like that, if you want that along with your gift of uh, the pamphlet, the Energy of Light, we'll send you that general package of information and. I can answer one of the most commonly asked questions right now, and that is, are, are, is Lucis Trust a religion? Uh, no, it's not, and I think you'll be delighted about, uh, if you ever uh, come to one of our meetings, I think you'd be uh, delighted by all the people of a variety of different backgrounds and religions who join us to explore spiritual philosophy with us. Uh, but you can certainly get that um, general package of information and the Free pamphlet, The Energy of Light, by calling us on 1 866 695 8247 or 1 866 NY Lucis. That's the easy way to remember it. We have 24 volumes of books, and all of the discussions, all of the dialogue on this show emanates from the writings of Alice Bailey, who wrote 24 volumes of books. And uh, you can order all 24 from us if you'd like to. And if you do so, you'll get a 10% discount. And that's only uh, only when you order directly from Lucis Trust Organization. You can certainly buy the uh, the books individually from Barnes and Noble or uh, or Amazon.com or Borders or perhaps other bookstores as well. Uh, but you won't get the 10% discount uh, that we offer on the 24 volumes of books. Our website, by the way, if you're curious about uh, listening to previously archived shows such as What Is Self, uh, How Do How Do We Make Changes in Life. Uh, and so many other topics that we've discussed on previous shows that are archived on our website. Uh, why don't you key into that website if you want to do some uh, some intelligent listening and hear about topics that you might find uh, very meaningful to your own self-involvement. www.lucistrust.org. That's our website, www.lucistrust.org. Our email is newyork at lucistrust.org. I'd like to return to our topic about light today. I know that uh, uh, I'm interested in what Sarandell is saying, and I hope uh, you are as well. So, uh, what are uh, what are what are some other spiritual techniques using light? The one that I use is my light and meditation. It helps me a lot. But uh, what are some other spiritual techniques using light? Well, we were talking about um, light. Uh in terms of meditation and then the impact of uh, light as radiance uh, in that it quickens plants, animals, other human beings, uh, it made me think about my violets and the fact that one of them just died. Uh, it's not uh, easy to have that radiance and to use it wisely, um, but the, the, the thought that you do have the, the capacity to stimulate and quicken uh, living things through the radiance of your own soul presence is a, a technique for world upliftment. There's another uh, way to use light, which is to use it to solve problems. And that technique involves visualizing uh, a line of light between 
oneself and the problem. Without going into too much analysis about it, whenever it comes to mind, visualize this line of light extending from you to the resolution of your problem. And it's a technique that's very simple that you can return to every time the problem comes into your mind. It creates a, a bridge between your soul, which is your light body, and the resolution of the problem according to the expectations of the soul. Sometimes we would solve our problems in ways that might not be at all uh, what the soul has in mind. So that's why I say don't analyze it too much. Just know that this light is available, generated from your soul, and can be a way of bringing about a resolution of any problem. There's another technique that's given to us in Buddhism for um, using light as a means of service, and that has to do with uh, overcoming the duality with which most of us think as we live our lives. We tend to see things in terms of dualities, just like the prayer of the Upanishads, darkness and light, uh, the unreal and the real, death and immortality. The more we can train ourselves to think in terms that unite dualities as one, that sees the oneness that um, joins and transcends the apparent dualities, we are using light to dispel illusion. Well, that's uh, very profound to me. I like to think about the different uh, ways we can use light as a tool for our own healing and, uh, and well-being. Uh, humanity is called, and and I noticed that also in the um, pamphlet that we're giving away for free, The Energy of Light, and it's uh, mentioned in this pamphlet, that humanity is called, in the writings of Alice Bailey, we always want to give Alice Bailey credit, she's the founder of the Lucis Trust organization, but humanity is called the planetary light bearer. What does she mean by this? <clears throat> well, that's essentially what our great task is in the world, is, is what we've been talking about in these programs is, uh, being radiant bearers of light. Um, <clears throat> that's essentially why we came into the world, I think, is to to um, to be the bearers of light. We're, we're, um, we're light bearers. I don't know how else I can say <laughs> I get it. it. <laughs> but we, we have to carry this light and bring it into the world because it is um, the... Um, uh, the task that humanity has set, that God has set for us, mm -hmm. to be to bring the light of God into the world. We are, in a sense, His agents or His um, <coughs> points of expression here in the world, and that is what we have to be. And that's why we said earlier about uh, making our ourselves more translucent, so that we reflect this light doesn't mean that we all have to light up like a light bulb or a, or a Christmas tree or whatever, but we have to use the light of the mind to see really what's going on in the world and using the light of the mind to <coughs> understand and to know why things are, why things work and... Um, why they were caused. Why they were caused, mm -hmm. exactly. That's not always so easy for people to identify the causes <coughs> of the world situation or their own mm -hmm. personal situation. Yeah, I was thinking uh, there was an interesting analogy there. My, 
Today we have a lot of um, reporters who are being or investigative reporters, and they're going around and investigating uh, where they can find crime and corruption and corrupt practices, and they're bringing this, these corrupt practices to light. And uh, that, that's an, another way in which uh, the light um, is being brought to the surface, and wherever there is corruption, light will bring it out, and that's a tremendous amount of that is happening today, I think. There's another kind of light that's being radiated today, and it's the light uh, of the soul that shines through all those who are engaged in some kind of service to the world. And uh, George Bush's father, the first President Bush, um, recognized this when he started the Thousand Points of Light Foundation. Mm-hmm. Well, we who studied the books of Alice Bailey uh, were quite uh, jubilant at the naming of that foundation because the point of light is evoked, invoked in the great invocation that ends our broadcast That's of this right. program. Mm-hmm. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into the minds of men. And that light is expressed, radiated in the act of every person who engages in service. And that's another wonderful way of using light as service, is using that great invocation, uh, because it invokes the light and love and Mm -hmm. the will to good. That in itself, on its own, is a form of service. That's right. (coughs) Working with prayer on behalf of humanity, working in meditation to bring light and love into the world, those Mm -hmm. are ways of working with light. I can't help but enjoy this comment, too, that the light of the radio wave is the ultimate carrier of the news or messages and forms its basic uh, forms a basic network of information which links the material universe together. Well, I wonder about that. You know, there was a tremendous blast of light, don't you suppose, when these uh, great uh, inventors like Marconi with the radio Mm -hmm. and Edison, we're always referring to Edison, were uh, doing making their inventions, and the impact it had on humanity must have been absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. When we think back to what a hundred years ago did we have electric light? Certainly mm-hmm. not on the level of today mm-hmm. with our lighted cities that can be seen from the satellite. Yeah, I wanted you to comment on that thought. That mm-hmm. thought comes from the book that we're the the pamphlet that we're giving away for free today, the energy of light, which which by the way, our audience can order. Uh, on it's our gift. You can have it for free, and we're happy to send it out. Just order at one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. And um, uh, we have to remember too that this show, if you enjoy listening to this show, and as many people seem to, this show is funded by the generous donations of our listeners. And we need and we welcome your support. An easy way of remembering the number, if you'd like to order any of our books, or if you'd like to order uh, the pamphlet, is one eight six six N Y Lucis. Uh, that's L-U-C-I-S, N-Y, I think of New York, Lucis. Um, our website, once again, www.lucistrust.org, in case you'd like to uh, key into some of our previously archived shows. Do we have any more final thoughts? Well, I would just like to come back to the fact that the light that we are discussing is present within each of us. I think that it's such a t- human tendency to feel that we must go outside ourselves to look for what we need Mm. to salvage ourselves spiritually. And the message that rings so loud and clear from the life of the Buddha, the awakened one, was that we have the light within ourselves. 
we have the means to create our own path of liberation. And it comes through self-knowledge, meditation, dwelling in reality as mm-hmm. much as possible. So if we were raised on, a, on an isolated Caribbean island, if we abandoned ship and ended up there, we could still have the potential of that light being developed within it us. It would that's still a, be with us. That's in a way a very, <laughs> a very comforting <laughs> thought. I like that yeah. thought. Uh, Wherever you go, there you are. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's very interesting. And that's essentially what we are, is beings of light. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have to uh, bring into the world. Well, we'll continue this another time, and that's about all the time we have for now, for our discussion today. And you've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called The Great Invocation, which mentions light also. Uh, quote Sarah before. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love, within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Morning, sleepy. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, How'd you know? You were sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So, McDonald's? I could use my cafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that? Morning, sleepy. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You were sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So, McDonald's? I could use my cafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that?